Well, welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast today, where we are continuing in our Mentoring Moments series. And today we're going to be talking about loving God with your strength. My name's Lori Boucher. I'm so happy to host you today. And I'm Rhonda Corto. And we're just, yeah, we're just thrilled that you're going to spend some time with us today as we dive into this topic about loving God with all of your strength. What does that mean? How do we do that? And again, our base uh, core scripture that we're moving from right now is found in Luke 10, 27 to 28. Actually, this scripture is found in several different places throughout the Bible. In fact, I'm not even sure how many references, but at least five, six um, references, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Luke 10 uh, verses 27 to 28 version says this. And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. And it's interesting because strength uh, is not in every version of this scripture. It's not added in every single version of this, this scripture, but I love that in Luke, Luke chose to add strength to it because I do think there's this element of loving God with our strength that is very intentional, that is absolutely something that God has called us to do. And again, I just, I, I want to remind us, we touched on this last week, but that this comes from the um, original Shema, which again, this original, this scripture originated in Deuteronomy. And the Shema means to hear, but not just to hear, but to obey. And actually not even just to obey, but to quickly obey. Mm. So to he- listen, hear, and then quickly obey, follow, do, action. It, it's And it's like the word Shema is all of those things in one. It's not, they're not separate things. We separate all of those words in the English language as if they all mean something different. But the Shema, the meaning is actually to hear and obey quickly. So all of that together. So as we read this scripture and we read this instruction and we see actually Jesus himself saying, this is the most important commandment. This is what he's asking us to do. He's asking us to love God with our strength. So let's dive into a little bit of that today. I love that. You know, we think of strength. Obviously, we think of the physical side. Yeah, Of like your stamina, of the strength. Your body. Exactly. Yeah, so that I think we're going to dive in a little bit in the physical side, but in different ways that manifest. And I just want to talk a little bit about the strength in worship. You know, loving the Lord your God with all your strength, there is a physical side to worship. And being a worship leader for many years, you know, I've watched, I've been a part of many worship teams. I've been, I've also seen many congregational members worship. Right. Well, I mean, you still lead worship on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. And I think there is something when we choose to sacrificially love God with our physical body of worship. Now, I'm going to even say this. There is a physical side of going to worship, going to church. That's also loving the Lord your God with all of your strength. I love that. Yeah, there's a physical side of not being, especially now, when now everything is at the click of a button, you can have a pastor that you've never personally met on YouTube or on a live stream minister to you, or perhaps during this pandemic, you've been at home. And now it literally has become a habit. It's now a habit to be home. It's a habit that I don't have to physically go to a church. I can actually have church at home. 
but there is a physical side of going to church That's and really loving good. the Lord to say, I'm going to sacrifice taking your body, body <laughs> from one place and bringing <laughs> it somewhere another. else. Wow. So I feel like even in this to challenge some of you to say, has this now become a habit that I physically don't move my body to worship God on a day that I've set apart for church. And so physically loving God, I personally believe is physically, unless you're not able to, I'm not even talking about you, a health reason, not being able to, but if you can physically move your body to a church, you should be physically loving God by moving your body to worship him in community live with that experience. And I think from that in worship itself, there is a part of why we lift our hands why we sing, those are all physical elements. It's not just watching. There is an engagement physically it re, re, just required for you to actually experience things so much more deeper than if you're just observing. And so the physical side of worship is exactly that. Sometimes we jump, sometimes we dance, sometimes we clap, we lift our hands. And for some, it can be a real test, of, like a real testing area for them to break through to feel shy, but that is all part of God saying, I want you to be abandoned to me, abandoned in your spirit, but also one step at a time to let your hands raise, to let your mouth shout, to sing, to dance, and to show me in your physical body, your absolute love for me. And I think those are really important attributes of the physical side of worship. I love that. And you know, you're a very physical worshiper. Yes. Like you, you do worship with your body. You put your body into it, but like, let us into a little bit about kind of what is going on behind that. Like as you're using your physical body, like sometimes your stance will be like one foot in front of the other and you're kind of, you know, you're really pulling for, you know, to invite people to worship with you. Or sometimes you'll have hands in the air or be waving your arms or like pull us into a little bit of kind of what's behind some of that physical, like how your body is being compelled to move in worship. Yeah, because I think a lot of it, yeah, definitely it's never from the outside in. It's from the inside out. It's a posture of heart. So for example, if we're doing a song that has to do with, you know, the battle belongs to the Lord or much more of a declarative type of song where we're saying, God, you can move the mountains. Sometimes my body actually will start to, like I'm pushing and in the spirit, it's like I am manifesting with my body what my soul spirit is believing. I'm allowing not there to be a disconnect that I'm listening to his words, but I'm actually manifesting with my body in the spirit what's happening. And so I think that's what happens when we worship with our bodies or when we lift our arms and surrender. We're singing these songs about God, I surrender to you. I'm not saying someone standing without their arms being raised is not in a posture of surrender, but it's literally not having a disconnect, pushing our physical side to say, I'm not going to be disconnected. I'm going to allow that to manifest on the outside. Never for show. I'm not talking about performance or that type of worship that look at me or distractive worship. I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying the manifestation of the physical is to not disconnect from what's happening in the spirit in the spirit realm. And so for some of you, even lifting your hands, you've maybe never have done that in church. I want to encourage you to take that step. The next time you hear a song, your heart is feeling it. You're so emotionally like responding to God in that space, but allow your body to manifest what's happening from the posture of your soul and spirit. And so even in prayer, when you watch people get on their knees, it's not because God hears our prayers more when we're on our knees, but sometimes we actually have to change our position to align our thoughts and our heart 
to align and to connect to that core place so there's not a disconnect. So I'm absolutely a firm believer that our physical bodies are part of responding to what God is doing on the inside. Yes, in worship, especially. Yes. yes. Oh, and prayer. Yeah, that is so good. I, I love that. You know, sometimes I look ac- around the um, church, you know, when we're all together and uh, people are worshiping and there are certain people who are worshiping with their bodies. And it's almost as though my spirit can see that they're b- pushing through or breaking through something that actually goes beyond just them. Like, I feel like it's breaking something in the spirit realm for everyone as they press into worship. And sometimes that manifests through the physical body. Now, I mean, I, I, I do want to say in this conversation, you know, the scriptures are really, really clear. Like God looks at the heart, man looks at the outward appearance. Sure. God looks at the heart. So in no way are we saying like, you need to worship like Rhonda worships, you know, in no way are we saying like your worship has to look only one way but what we're trying to what we're trying to pull all of us into is let's connect mm-hmm. to what is happening in the soul space in our spirit space especially when we're together corporately as a body like let's not just come and just watch let's not just come and and just have our physical body in the room but let's actually think about and connect to the spirit space. What is our spirit drawing from? What is our spirit longing for? What is the prayer of our heart? And is there a physical manifestation of what's happening in the spirit? I think for some people, maybe that it's not going to look like, you know, the same ever. Mm -hmm, We're mm -hmm. all wired very differently, but the question is, are we open for it? Exactly. (laughs) Like, are we open for it? We're not looking for everybody to worship exactly the same or, you know, saying even that a more um, conservative looking type of worship, maybe that doesn't have a physical expression to it is not genuine or anything like that, because that's not for us to say that is, you know, the Lord looks at the heart. He knows the heart. And I think the most most powerful mm-hmm. transformations can happen even sometimes just standing mm-hmm. like still in place mm-hmm. and literally mm-hmm. your soul is being like ripped open inside of you you know mm-hmm. and God is doing something so powerful so it's not about like what it looks like but there is we have to we have to admit there is something that takes place i mean you go to a concert right you go to a concert and music touches the soul and everyone's arms are up in the air and everyone is shouting and screaming and singing along. Why? Because it, it, it hits us somewhere deep inside. And as we connect to that, something happens on the outside. Even sports, sports, even that, if it's not even a concert, like I think of many people I know that in church, I find it very uncomfortable. I'm just saying this to just even break barriers would be very uncomfortable to lift their hands or to be like, amen. But if they go to a sports game, I've seen them at sports games and I'm embarrassed (laughs) to sit beside them because they are yelling at the team. They're like standing up in the stand. I even was with someone who was ringing bells, but they are the most quietest in church. So I'm like, it's an interesting thing that sometimes, and like we're saying, we are not putting this blanket like you have to worship crazy and those are the most in love with Jesus. That is not what we're saying. But we're saying it's funny how sometimes in certain areas we can be much more physically expressive of what we're feeling but as soon as it comes to a spiritual sometimes it can be pride religion this hiddenness yeah hiddenness feeling insecure or feeling like uncomfortable and some we're saying let's not let that be a disconnect it's just that that's all we're saying today i love that but you watch sports yeah 
concerts. I, I think love the it. other thing that can sometimes happen too is that we we sometimes come into a church environment or a spiritual environment so aware of our own sin and brokenness. Like we yeah. just come into yes. that space aware of that and almost feels in- inauthentic. Mm. If we lift our hands in worship, that somehow maybe we're being hypocritical. Somehow we're but actually, it's the exact opposite of that. It's it it, it's it it's is. our act of surrender to say, oh my goodness, like I am broken. Like I need you, Jesus. Like mm. thank you for what you've done for me. Like it's not hypocritical to lift your hands when, you know, yesterday was, you know, <laughs> just a full day of falling into sin or falling into brokenness or, you know, just a, a crazy, horrible thing has happened in your life or, or broken out in your life. No, it's a place of surrender to say like, no, I am inviting you into this, Jesus. I am lifting up my hands and surrender. I, I can't do it anymore. I mm. can't do it anymore. I can't do it on my own. Like, so I, sometimes I think some, we, we get that condemnation, mm-hmm. you know, that comes from the enemy that prevents That's us so, from even so true. just responding in that moment. But actually it's not, it's not hypocritical. It literally is just a surrender moment. And so again, just encouraging you connect to that soul space. We want our physical bodies to be connected to our soul space, which means that we have to be mindful of what that looks like and how we do that. And again, it's not a form. You don't have mm-hmm. to, you know, we, we're not trying to put a religious form on what this looks like just because, you know, Rhonda's a worship leader and this is how she worships. No, it's not that at all, but connect because I'm yes. sure that you have a worship expression in your physical body that it will be so beautiful and so honoring to God. And you don't realize how powerful it is for everyone else in the room as Mm -hmm. you begin to authentically connect to that. Mm -hmm. That's the thing because we're not, we don't walk out this faith journey alone, especially when we're in a corporate worship setting. When we're with the body of Christ, all of a sudden your worship affects other people. Mm -hmm. There is something that you are pressing for that is pushing back the darkness in the room that's making space for someone else to get a breakthrough. So It's connected to, to other people. So I think that's even more why we need to connect to those spaces and why a corporate worship expression worship expression is so so important we can do this at home in the quietness of our home as well and there can be physical expressions to worship alone and there is power in that and god is moving in that but when we get together there's something so powerful and so special that is taking place that we just want to join with and again we see it in just even very secular ways, like in concerts and sports, there's a bonding that happens when we connect that way, when we allow our physical body to express what we're feeling and express, you know, the, the, how the music is making us feel there. It's beautiful. And that's because God created it. That's why it's beautiful. Imagine how much more as we worship and lift up the name of God. So I love that. Thank you for encouraging us in that Rhonda. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I think even talking about strength, there's a scripture. I often, when I think about strength, it says, have you not heard, have you not understood the Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the earth. And this is in Isaiah 40. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depth of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youth will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who wait on the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. So God is identifying here like you will feel weary. You will feel weak. You will feel powerless. You will feel like you are going to faint. (laughs) God is acknowledging that on this side of heaven, the earth, the toiling work, everything that goes on, you are going to feel those things. So once again, it feels like it keeps bringing us back to, 
we can't fix it on the outside. We fix it from the core belief that those who trust and wait. So waiting is like a trust in the Lord, meaning that we are depending on him. We are going to him first for our sustenance, not relying on our own strength, trying to fix it from our own independence, our own sustenance, but we're going actually to God first, waiting from him. And from that place, everything else, we get the wisdom and the discernment to take care of. But it's not just from the, I think we keep saying this, it's not from the outside in, it's from the inside out. So strength, true physical strength, when we are feeling weary and feeling weak and powerless, and even our capacity, like physically feeling weak, we can easily say, you know, I just need a day off to watch Netflix. I don't think there's one person that's walked from that day and be like, wow, I feel super energized now. Actually, no, but when I intentionally take time and I'm not, (laughs) we always have to dismantle, like we're not saying Netflix for a day is bad, but I'm saying when I take time with the Lord, when I'm weak or feeling weary or tired and I spend time in his word or spend time just allowing him to refresh my spirit with his word, with worship, with intentional solitude, allowing him to speak, I always come out feeling encouraged and there's a bit more, just that grace for if what I need. If not immediately, always eventually. <laughs> always eventually. What I need that day yeah. is there. I can't borrow from yesterday and I can't pull from tomorrow, but it's exactly what I need for that day and for that moment. But it's really, once again, coring in, centering in to say, where does my true strength come from? And it's from God alone. So this is acknowledging that no matter who you are, you will hit those those times we, and I speak to it often when we're running at crazy clip. If I don't have time with the Lord, there's no way you can be sustained. And even in those crazy seasons, you're tired, but God gives you the strength that you need. I wonder if God has given us a physical body in order for us to embrace limitation. Yes. Yes, totally. Right? Like I actually think as you read that scripture and it focuses on all the weariness, the weakness, all of those spaces, like literally it's almost as though our physical body Mm. is in order for us to come to terms with our own physical limitation. So loving God with our strength is being able to love God in limitation, recognizing what that limitation is, So right? Recognizing what that limitation is and then giving God everything we do have our little five loaves and two fish, like presenting that to God, that is the fullness of our strength. That's what I have to bring to the table. But then what God can do with that, if we genuinely bring it in, we walk in his strength is beyond what we could ever hope, dream, or imagine. But there is an embracing limitation. And so let's talk a little bit about physical health. Yep. And this is probably <laughs> this is probably a space where both of us are not talking from like do exactly what we do. <laughs> but a growing a constant just growing area of like learning to take care of yourself prioritizing, you know, all of the things that that really matter. And we're just going to like go to some real basics here, like real basics. At the start of this year, I really felt like the Lord was talking to me about discipline, but also to within the realm of discipline, like really setting up some habits around who do I want to be? Like what kind of person do I want to be? Like a year from now, what kind of person do I want to be? And a couple of those things are just really bare bones, basic habits. Like a year from now, I want to be a more healthier person than I am today. Physically, Mm -hmm. I want to just be Mm -hmm. more healthy. So what does that look like? I want to eat healthy. 
I just want, and, and by eating healthy, I mean like, listen, I've done every diet out there. I've done every type of eating. I love like a new way of eating. I've tried being a vegan. I've tried like all <laughs> the things, right? I love it. It's fun. I, I find that all great. But actually this year I'm really focusing differently. It's not around like, you know, a crash, you know, particular type of diet or way of eating or strict this or that. But I actually just want to focus on putting whole nourishing foods into my body. What does it look like just to nourish my body with whole healthy foods? And that doesn't mean I can never have something, you know, that comes out of a bag or, you know, that, that's a dessert or whatever, but that for the most of what I eat, and I'm trying to ask myself the question, like, is what I'm putting into my body today going to help me become the person I want to be a year from now, right? Not in this immediate moment, because that immediate gratification of like downing a bag of chips, which I absolutely love chips, but like, obviously that's delicious in the moment, but will this help me become who I desire to be a year from now, a more healthy person than I am today? No, it won't. Mm -hmm. It absolutely Mm -hmm. won't. So it's helping me just to change a little bit. Now it's not easy and sometimes I would rather just eat the chips and sometimes in the moment I'm like, I don't care. So let's just be honest, but I want that to be fewer than, you know, I want that to be the, the lesser choice in comparison to who I desire to become. So eating healthy, choosing to eat whole foods, foods that God made, <laughs> you know, foods that don't come in packages um, as much as possible, as much as possible. Not all the time, not every time, but nourishing, my, thinking about what will actually give my body physical nourishment. Um, and that's just one super, super practical uh, tip. The other one is just drinking more water. Like I love water, but honestly, like, and I love it. Like it, it, I would just drink only water. I don't really drink a lot of other drinks, but the discipline to actually drink more water. Do you know what I mean? Just to think of drinking it. I, oh my gosh, I just get caught up in my day and I don't do it, but I just need to drink more water. So again, really practical. Everybody knows this, but why don't we do it? Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And like even talking about yeah. things that you're choosing. I have something I love and it's so bad for me. Okay, what? Diet Pepsi. You love Diet Pepsi? With the lime. Oh my gosh. The Diet Zero Diet. Not Diet Pepsi. Diet Coke. Pe- oh, Diet the Coke. Diet Coke Zero. Okay. The Coke. Zero. Oh, Coke, Coke Zero. zero. Oh Coke zero. my gosh. Okay. Coke Zero. When I say Diet Pepsi, I meant to say Coke Zero. <laughs> Sorry. Pepsi. <laughs> this is not an advertisement either. <laughs> I love Coke Zero. You know what? There was a time over the summer. That's all I was drinking. Really? Like no water. Oh my gosh. I even had it sometimes before I went to bed. Oh my gosh. Because caffeine doesn't affect me. Like how many, how many, how many a day? I don't even know. (laughs) Like bad. So I actually, when we went on, like I got actually a really bad tooth infection. Like end of November. Yeah. And I couldn't drink. I stopped drinking pop because I was so sore. Oh. I have, I decided I'm done. Like, there's so oh, much bad stuff in that, I but know, I'm saying I that know. for yeah. stewardship to be like, I'm yeah. drinking something so bad. So I actually went and I bought a big thermos Okay. and I'm drinking just, I said, I'm going to do two a day. Okay. That's it. Just going to start with that, but no pop, no more pop, die pop, okay. done with die pop. Okay. But I'm saying that like, I recognize that this was actually, I was super dehydrated. Wow. And I wasn't caring for something super like practical just practical yeah so i can do effectively other things and actually i know no one needs to text me all the terrible things (laughs) in coke zero 
it came from a summer and I just got hooked and that was it for like six months every day I was drinking so many Coke Zeros and then I was like this is getting really bad so you know what the Lord sent a tooth infection thank you Lord he allowed it <laughs> changed my way I have changed my way but honestly I can even say the difference of my skin I know everyone's telling me this is like normal, but when you actually make the change and you look yeah. back, you're like, wow, okay. like I was so dehydrated. And that is part of a strength. There are things that we have control of. There are things that we can look at, like what we're putting into our bodies, what we're drinking. Are we drinking 10 cups of coffee a day? You know, you right. know all of those Being things. sustained on caffeine only exactly. for energy. There's yeah. lots of things that we can look at and say, what are some practical things that I'm relying on for strength or just taking for granted that my body, I'm not nourishing my yeah. body. Talk about so, sleep. Talk about sleep. Oh, sleep. Even that. Yeah. Being able to sleep. Like I, I decided like reading before bed, things that we can have habits that we can set into place so we can have a good night's sleep. You know, I, I, I bought myself a humidifier. I have a diffuser oil. I have a bath. I know everyone jokes. I have a bath every single night. It's part of your routine though. It's part of my routine. And I read before I go to bed. So I literally was like, I can't do electronics. I can't watch a show. I'm not going to rest. So I need to be mentally, physically rested so I can be really effective to pastor and look after my family and to do these things. So there are things within our control. Am I perfect at it? No. And am I talking about being like, super rigid that I never change that? No, but I'm saying on an ongoing basis, I'm trying during the work week to be like, this is how I need to actually manage the physical side of my body, drinking more water, having no (laughs) diet zero, and really at nighttime, having a healthy bedtime that allows my body to unwind and not even going to bed early, but even unwinding and going to bed with putting in my mind and in my, like not watching a show. I'm trying that to read before I go to bed. So it's really changing some of these things. And and we're not talking about perfection here, but we're we're talking about intentional habits to say, what do I want to build into my life that are new routines that from a year from now, I don't even think about it. I just kind of do it. And then on the weekend, yeah, do I sometimes watch a movie right to bedtime and eat eat something fun or have... I haven't had a diet zero yet because I know I can't because <laughs> I have no constraint. No restraint. <laughs> yes. I don't know what it is with the lime. But anyway, all that to say, this is what we're talking about today is the little things. Yeah. Yeah. It's not talking about a massive change. Just change one thing. Yeah. It could be, I'm not going to drink that or I'm only going to have two cups of coffee right. and then I'm going to instead yeah. have a herbal tea or whatever. You know what it is, but I think it's, we're talking about that physical side mm-hmm. of being intentional. Yeah. Because we definitely want to nourish that to be able to do what God has created in our soul space that we can fully flourish in. But that can be a thing in our lives. And I think even when you're talking about limitations, I think that's why even God created sleep. It forces us a limitation that we can't run on no sleep. There are things that we have to embrace and recognize that's actually good for our soul. That rest is a really godly thing. And so God has incorporated that into our bodies too, the rhythm of our body. Yes. Yes. That's so good. And another one um, would be just moving like exercise, yeah, yeah. like exercise again, for some people really is such a, like a healthy outlet for them. They, you know, have the 
go to the gym regularly. It's a part of their routine. But for other people, it's a bit more of a struggle. And honestly, like, I don't think there needs to be a lot of pressure around this. But I do think we just need to move. Just mm-hmm. just get up and move every day. Something. Something. And, you know, I've heard people say, like, about 30 minutes would be ideal. But honestly, if you need to start with 10, if you need to start with 15, something is always better than nothing. I've also heard other people talk about it, like, if if 30 minutes is too hard to do all at one time, then do two 15-minute blocks or, mm-hmm. or two, three 10-minute blocks of mm-hmm. something where you're just intentionally moving, stretching, getting your body, like, taking care of your phys- physical body and getting it going. You know, in line with, again, who do I want to be a year from now? And I want to be a more healthier person a year from now. I I decided to try moving 30 minutes a day um, and just creating a habit of that. Um, I've always been a pretty active person, so it's not like an overly hard thing, but it is hard to do it every single day. It is actually like you have to practice um, habit forming and discipline and because I can be inconsistent in it. I can do it really well for a few weeks or a few months and then I can kind of fall off in different seasons like winter or, you know, things like that. So, but one of the things I've started doing is um, I've started just walking in the winter, which is actually, I don't usually walk in the winter. And it's gotten extremely cold, so I haven't done it every single day if it's really, really cold, but even up to minus 20, it's doable. And I put on an audiobook. So I put an audiobook on and I go for a walk, and I have just loved it. It's actually become one of my favorite times of the day. I'm just learning, I'm just walking by myself, processing the day. I'm, you know, with the Lord, just listening. And, you know, I'm trying to even be led by what books I'm listening to, like asking the Lord, what, what would you like me to listen to, you know, and really try to be, let him lead even through that, even through the learning. So honestly, these little practices are starting to just, again, move me in the trajectory of who I want to be a year from now. Now is going for a walk every day for a week going to make me a more healthier person? No, not in a week. But if I do it every day for a year, is it? Absolutely Mm -hmm. it will, right? So Mm -hmm. again, you're just trying to turn into the trajectory and become conscious of it. It's not something to like beat yourself up over or like be hard on yourself about. But it is like, I think that question of like, who do I want to become? Like, who do I want to be a year from now? It just helps to take the pressure off of the immediate, but also to focus some of your decisions for today and realize they are connected. Yes. They are connected to who I want to be tomorrow. They are. They are. If I disconnect my decisions from today to who I'm becoming, I'll never be able to actually make change in my life. So, so yeah. So, so those are some of the intentional um, shifts. And I think that those are part of stewarding this physical body that God has given me for as long as God, you know, wants to use this physical body on the earth. Yeah, so this is really amazing. I think like I love how we had talked about the soul space and how even before this conversation that you can do all the things on the outside. Like it even talks about the New Testament we're running a race and that's really wonderful. But there's a greater race. There's a greater race, a greater prize. And that is there's an eternal destiny. So it's wonderful to train on this side and to master your body parts and your muscles and all those things. But there is an intentionality that God is calling us to is to really into that soul space to exercise the intentionality that touches every area of our heart, our thought life, 
and our physical side. And as we care for this, the core and we start to steward, allow from that healthy place, core belief that God wants me to flourish in all areas in his love and grace, we can steward all these areas and really allow God to do beautiful things. And in your body, even though some of you may listening, the physical side may be a super limiting area for you, but we're not even just talking about physical. Well, it could be whatever God's asking you to do, but we just want you to know that from your soul space, God wants to show you how that looks and manifests in your physical. Like if you don't have the ability to be mobile, if you don't have the ability to do different things, God's going to show you what that looks like. Ask him. Exactly. Just your ask strength. Him. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, I was like, yeah. God, what do you want? And I it's felt not limited only to your physical no. strength. No, you're no. right. You're right. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's not limited no. to that. Exactly. No. So no. God will show you yeah. if you say, yeah. God, how do you want me to steward yeah. my 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 strength? How do you want me to do that? So even as we're giving this podcast, mm-hmm. we're just throwing some ideas out there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we want you to go into that core space with God and say, okay, God, show me how I can love you in all areas of my life, including my strength. My what strength. does that look like? Yeah. yeah. And an aspect of our strength too, because if it, if it does kind of come to the, the tangible, a little bit more tangible and physical, an aspect of our strength might be our work yeah right yeah. like what we do so um and and our work i don't mean our career i don't mean what you get paid to do i literally mean what has god asked or called you to do what has he placed you on the earth to do what is he and we have both the um the macro things mm-hmm. that god has called all of us to do as believers but then we do have the micro things where god has kind of put us into given us different spiritual gifts and asked us to use them to edify the body of christ to you know br- make a difference in the world so it's it's figuring out some of those spaces and again embracing the limitation of those things because there is is a weight that comes with what it is that God has called us to do. A, a weight in the sense of like, if you think of it as strength, that we bear, right? Pick up your cross and follow Jesus. There is this weight that we bear in our strength. And so it is, again, bringing that before the Lord and saying, God, what have you called me to steward in my life? What have you given me to steward? What is the weight? What is the yoke? What is your yoke that I am called to steward? This is all part of, I think, how we love God with our strength, being authentic to do that, being obedient to do that, but also carrying the yoke that God has placed on our shoulders to carry for his purposes and for his glory. Mm. You know, even as you're saying that, I wonder if even we look at serving as a type of strength, you know, because there is a time element of it. And sometimes it's not like a huge heart thing or mind thing. Like you're just doing something. It's like a, It's physical. It's physical. You're yeah. showing up. A task. You're yeah. literally physically showing up. That's the physical part. You drive, you commit, you're there. Something your body is doing. Yeah. yeah. You're getting out of your yeah. car, you're showing yeah. up, you're greeting, you're yeah. ushering, whatever it may be serving at the kids at lunch, whatever, at school, volunteering to drive, whatever it may be, there are physical things. And I think this is exactly where God's like, I want you to be a servant too. And not everything we do in serving is from a heart. Like I love doing this or it challenges my mind or it's, no, sometimes it's just, you just show up and you do, you just do. Because there's a need. There's a need. So I think even for some, this could even be, like we've tapped on different things of the physical. It could be even some, are not, you may not be serving or giving of time. Right. You could give money, you can give lots of stuff, you can, but that time, that physical body showing up, I'm here, 
doing whatever it takes to carry the weight, Mm -hmm. that's also a big part of loving God. It is. And that's why he gave us a church family. Yes. That's why God, some of these things, you actually can't get to the depth to the core, core soul spirit on your own. You actually need a collective body, spiritual, like faith-based because these go to those faith-based core beliefs about God and what he's calling us to do that this is where it kind of can unfold and be expressed. Yes. And there's a beautiful dependency that needs to come in our strength as well. Because again, this strength space, I think it has a life of its own and it wants to take over and it wants to drive us. It wants to be a driver in our life. Whereas I think God wants us to bring that every day before him and say, God, would you empower my strength to do what you've called me to do by your spirit so that I don't actually carry all the weight on my shoulders myself, but that actually I am moving in the empowerment of your spirit within me. I want to just read something um, just as we prepare to close this conversation, um, I, because I think it really helps to describe what we've been talking about these last a few weeks. And it's just some notes um, on the makeup of the dynamics of a human being written by Dallas Willard. And I'm just going to break down the various mm. areas just again, as we bring some closure to understanding how all these parts work together. So Dallas Willard says that the will or the heart or the spirit is the executive center of the self and our likeness to God being in his image. Will refers to the component, the component's power to initiate and create. Heart is not feelings, but refers to it being the center or core of the human being, the part which every other component of the self owes its proper functioning. The spirit refers to its fundamental nature as unbodily personal power, which is self-determined, but only partially in human beings. Our mind is where the thoughts and the feelings originate. We get to choose what we think about, which in turn affects our emotions. We live at the mercy of our ideas. This is never more true than with our ideas about God. Our body is our independent power source for action. It's the little power pack that God has assigned to us as the field of our freedom and development. It's the place from which we live. The social dimension of the human being is the aspect of human self that requires rootedness in others, people, and God. And the soul encompasses and organizes the whole person Mm. interrelating all the other dimensions of the self so that they form one person functioning in a flow of life. It's like the computer that runs a business in the background. Wow. So I think that's just an interesting description sort of of how each, the role that each part has, but then how they all actually work together, how the soul itself really brings every other part of our being all together. And so as we talk about strength today being one aspect, the literal physical part that allows us to show up, I do think it is one a really, really important part of this loving God, because if we don't actually do anything with our body, we can't actually express Mm. what God is doing in the soul space. It is the expression part of everything that God is doing. And the heart of this whole conversation, what we are leaning into in our own personal times with the Lord, and what we're urging you to lean into is to get in touch with that soul space and let everything flow from there. Let your loving God with your strength flow from your soul space and not the other 
other way around mm-hmm. because you're not going to get to the soul space by doing. You have to engage in the being center and then move. Let the being center actually um, push you to love God with your strength, with your physical body by actually going and being the body of Christ one with another. But you got to show up. Mm-hmm. You got to show mm-hmm. up, show up and serve, show up and love people, show up and do and take care of your body, take care of your temple. You've got to actually show up and do those things as an expression of what's going on in the soul space. I love that. And so as we're closing, we want to encourage you that as you come to the father's table and lingle, linger at the father's table, he wants to show you, he will give you the insight. He, if you ask him, he will show you where that space is for your strength to align and connect to your core, not the opposite way, what you're doing. And he may even ask you to stop doing something that perhaps you've been, maybe it's taken up way too much space in your life. Honestly, there could be the opposite extreme where that physical is literally everything to you. And the Lord is like, I need you to realign to give more in some of these other spaces. We don't know. God knows and he's going to lead each of us exactly how we need to be led. So at the end of this conversation, we want to encourage you. We need God. We need his voice, his direction. So we come to him, linger at his table. He loves you. You're his child. He wants to help you, empower you, encourage you, sustain you, and strengthen you. That's right. And if you're exhausted, like if you're just physically tired and weary, if you are broken down and just feeling like you're always doing and only doing and feeling exhausted in that space, can I just encourage you with even what Rhonda just said, that you've wandered around that mountain Mm -hmm. long enough. It's time to turn northward. It's time to fix your eyes on Jesus and actually not move from doing, but actually find out how to connect to your being space. Don't be afraid to actually stop doing, to connect to your being, and then let doing flow out of being. Let your doing flow out of being so you can truly love God with your strength because honestly we can't actually truly love God with our strength if we don't do it from a place of belonging if we don't Mm, do it from a place of being so thank you again for uh, joining us in this conversation we have absolutely loved it we are being convicted as we go and we just encourage you again take care of yourself take care of your physical body it matters you matter and the body of Christ needs you and we just love spending time with you so have a great day